Hello, hello, good evening, and happy Monday. Welcome back to Spinning Around with Haile Minogue, the weekly show on Area 3000 that's airing every single Monday from 5pm. Who are you? I am me. You're not me. I'm me. He is you. But who am I? I'm your host, Haile Minogue. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for tuning into our airwaves today for more conversations and mixes with dance music's latest and greatest. Jokes aside, let's take a hot second to acknowledge that we are broadcasting on the land of the traditional custodians, the Wurundjeri people. We respect their past, present, and ongoing relationship with the land for the many, many, many generations to come. So friends, if you have a moment, please consider making a donation to pay the rent or the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service and help the wonderful folks that provide the much-needed resources for the mob today. My first guest... This week is a well-kept secret up in Ngunnawal country, aka Canberra. With a number of house and disco tracks signed with Hungry Koala, Brook G and Hotfoot Records, this DJ producer is known by those up north for his crisp, high-quality sound as you would have heard in our opening track today called Like You. His particular sound is something that I'm sure will be appreciated in the releases to come. Now working on a new project called Seven Mile with Kay Hawkins, this man has his sights set on some dream labels. So watch out, world. Everybody, please welcome Robert Black to the show. Hey, Robert, how are you going? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. What have you been up to up in uh, Nunawal country? Work and music and work <laughs> and music again. That is actually my life. What do you do for work? Can I ask? Yeah, yeah. I, I work for the government. Oh! APS worker. No yeah. way! <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so... Did you potentially move up to Canberra um, to work there, or were you born and raised in Canberra? Uh, no, so I, I grew up in um, the South Coast. It's a small town called oh. Schleibenheads. And uh, I grew up there until high school, and then moved to Canberra for uni. I see. And then mu- music kind of took over, and I stopped doing uni. Well, when did music happen? Like, what what would um, what actually happened to bring music into your life? I've been doing music for forever. Like, like since you're a teenager? In, oh, pretty, I think I first started playing the piano in year six or seven. Oh, and then wow, you've been doing it forever. Yeah. Played that for ages and then drums in like year five. Mm, mm-hmm. And then all through high school, just played like at lunchtime. I remember at year 11 and 12, it was pretty much every lunchtime. I was in the music room with one of my mates, Anthony, just Either playing piano or the drums or saxophone, like just anything. Like what kind of stuff were you jamming? Uh, I uh, also yeah, my brother as well. Ooh. He's big and he's I got a twin. Yeah. So it was like there, and then me and him would like learn as much Kings of Leon as we could. <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> he would play guitar, I'd play drums, and we'd just play like the hardest Kings of Leon songs we could find. What, what, what were you thinking? Like, um, um, we'd play, um, I think, uh, there's Tape Gene Girl. Uh-huh. It's a classic. Nice. And then um, Four Kicks, which was just like the biggest rock song that we loved listening to. Oh, yeah. Just like, cons- it, it was like the only song we knew that we loved playing, <laughs> so it was just that on repeat. So, <laughs> mum and dad loved it. Yeah, I can imagine. Did um did mum and dad love having the drum kit around growing up as well? <laughs> Not really. As soon as we left, um, they sold it. Yeah. <laughs> so and without us even knowing, we're like truth. That's the happiest that. sale they ever made in their life. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So what's what's your brother doing now? Is he doing music as well? Uh, no, he's an army boy. Oh no, shit! Wow. Yeah, yeah. Is he so, is he on the front lines? What's he up to? No, so well, he's a combat engineer. Whoa, what the fuck is that? That sounds cool. Yeah, so just like explosives. And Holy fuck! All that stuff. Wow. Yeah. 
He loves it as well. Man, that's crazy. Would you? Did you ever think about going to the army? Oh yeah, I applied. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, as an officer, but I failed the medical because I tore all the ligaments in my ankle like the day before. Whoa, what the fuck were you doing? The medical. Why? And I just had it. Yeah, I, I was playing soccer and just like fell on it wrong and then had it wrapped for the medical. Should not have done that <laughs> because I had to play again the next day. And then it's like, oh, what's wrong with that? I was like, oh, I fell on it. <laughs> it's like, they're just like, you need to get an x-ray and like all the ligaments were torn. Oh, Jesus. It's like, yeah, we can't take you with that. Holy fuck. <laughs> And so, yeah. it was after that uh, you sort of decided, okay, well, I fuck it, I might as well do uni. Literally, yeah. Are you out of uni now? Yeah, yeah, I deferred forever, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? What was, what was the reason? Dude, literally music. Like, Oh, real? I started DJing and got into producing heaps. Wow. And, like, I ended up spending, like, I think my first two years, I was just like, oh, if I want to do the producing, I've got to sound crisp and clean and mm. like know everything so i spent like there was a, some weeks where i'd spent like 40 hours a week whoa a full-time like, job learning and practicing that's how i treated it i was just like if you want to get good at something you got to work at it like a full-time job so that's what i did and i just stopped studying yo wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i know that you're now working with uh kai hawkins who's your good mate yeah yeah uh, and you're slowly forming an EP under the alias Seven Mile. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually pretty exciting. Yeah. What? How far into it are you? Are you going to release it soon? We've got one solid track that we're just like, man, this is like the leading track. It's yeah. So, yeah. I'm just, we're so happy with it. Hell yeah. And then we have like, we were just talking yesterday. He sent me another track that I just listened to um, yesterday that mm. is just like unreal again that I'm going to probably work on um, this weekend. And then we've got another two that we're just like a bit iffy about, but they're pretty much done. So it's like if we want to do it, we could just pull the trigger with them as well. So, yeah, we've just got heaps. We've And like we've been producing like together since the start, like learning off each other. So like we're just like, man, it's just we have to try and do something together. You're going to try to put it to some labels? Yeah, definitely. There's labels for sure. We have in mind, yeah, which is um the one that's like we feel would be perfect sound for is um knee deep in sound. Oh yeah, oh, since eighty two's label. Oh, so this is what so, it sounds like. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of deeper, housey vibes. Yeah, nice. And then like some techno elements in there. So we're thinking of that. For sure, that would be just like dream. Shout out Knee Deep. If Knee Deep, if yeah. you're listening to this right now, Robert Black <laughs> and Kai Hawkins, rather, they want uh, to put forward their new EP to you. And it's probably, I mean, I trust Robert's judgment based off like the stuff that he's made. So if he's saying it's good, I, I, I trust that. Absolutely. <laughs> What about what about gigs coming up? Like, what have you got lined up? Because I mean, we're we're in lockdown right now, so we can't do anything. But yeah, right. Is there anything crazy going on in Canberra right now? Um, we've played. A, so I've got another duo. The guy, the guy that I'm going to after like later tonight. Yeah. Um, we're in a duo um, oh, called cool. Athalas. Oh right. That we just started. So that's why I'm like, yeah, man. We'll start, I'll start showing you how to produce, and we can. Just, I don't know why not make release some tracks on SoundCloud if people like it. They can yeah, they can listen and download. I guess, but 
we've got a couple of gigs because we play like he lives down the road. We oh, play nice. together all the time, and like we have very similar tastes in music. So yeah, we're playing actually next weekend in Wollongong uh-huh. for Rebuke. Oh oh wow! Yeah, Holy we should shit. be fun. That's so, awesome. And that only came up because. Melbourne's in lockdown. Like he cancelled his oh, Melbourne really? event. Yeah. And then did a, is doing a, another gig at Wollongong. They're just like, hey, do you want to play? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Wait, so <laughs> the duo's name is Alapas? Athalas. Athalas. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> um, we both love Lord of the Rings. Oh, right. Okay. So if anyone's familiar with the first movie when Frodo gets stabbed by yeah. one of the Witch Kings uh-huh. or the Witch King... Um, he gets poisoned by the dagger uh-huh. and the thing that prolongs his life long enough to get to um, Elrond for him to heal him is Athalon, wow. which Athalas, which is like a herb. Wow. Holy, like a this, is a, this is a deep <laughs> reference. Whoa. Yeah, man. Holy shit. <laughs> we're looking for ages of what to get and then we're just this like, This has worked man, out so well for you. Lord of the Rings, we have to pick something from that. Whoa. And I was just like, oh, the herb. The herb from not saves Frodo. What's the obvious word for it? <laughs> but it's like, yes, that's perfect. That's crazy. Oh, so yeah. you're you're a big fan of Lord of the Rings. Like, how many times have you rewatched the trilogy? Oh, dude, this is just it. I can't even start to think of a number. Eh? It's like I used. I went through a stage through uni. Like whenever I was hungover, that's what I watched. Because I've been enjoying this interview so much, I'd love to get into a regular section that I usually have on this interview series called uh, Let's Get Real. What I do is I want to ask you a series of personal questions, Mm. and uh, these questions will go to the core of your being so that I can understand who you are, what drives you, and where you may be going. Does that sound good? All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Question number one. What is... Your ideal birthday. Back at home on the coast with my family, my brother, my sister, beers in the backyard and the old house and then playing pool and listening to music and playing the decks. That's pretty much, and then all my mates there as well, of course. God, God, I kind of want to cry from that. <laughs> that, sounds really, that sounds really beautiful. Oh, shit. Are you, uh, are you the youngest of the siblings? I am actually, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that like growing up? Is it true what they say about like the youngest never getting the attention? Oh, no, sorry, the middle child never getting the attention? Uh, dude, my brother, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and he's only the middle child by like 14 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal to watch. All right. Um, let's see. Have you ever had an epiphany? And what was it about? And what sparked this situation? When I was a kid, for so long, I thought there was like an age that just clicked and then you became mature. Right. And like you think differently and everything's not as, I don't know, it's like, you think more old. Like when you're a kid, you think of parents and like 25-year-olds, like I'm 24 now, you think they're like these great giant beings yeah. that know everything and are mature and don't understand yep. what's going on, like what you're thinking. Mm. And then now I realize it's like growing up, still the same person. Like, And I'm sure that's just like the same way all the way through until you're 100. Like I can't see my, me changing ever. 
And did that change the way that you interacted with your parents at all? No, that's that changed how I seen a lot of my elders, a lot of people older than me. Right. Because I always still like attribute that maturity and like they're older, which they do know more, but like I'm struggling to figure out how to put this. But everyone just sort of is making it up as they go along. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Right, so, right. Yeah. And I'm just like, he's still the same, like this 40-year-old man, still the same 16-year-old boy. Yeah. Like deep down, really. That's what, yeah. That's my epiphany. What was the hardest decision you've ever made in your life? Choosing music over uni and then having to tell my parents. Oh, God. How yeah. did that go? They were so fine with it. Really? Like, so supportive, yeah. Wow. Yeah, best, that's like this one thing that my dad said to me that I still hold on to is, um, look, I, I've worked for 40 years. It's a job I don't like that pay the bills if you can – if you can find a job that you do like and then just pays the pills, I'd change I'd swap that for anything. Whoa. So I was like, sweet. Dude, wow. Holy so, shit. So yeah, they were very supportive. Still are. So it's great. But yeah, the build up to that was hard. Yeah, you must have been ask. shitting your pants. Like. Yeah, definitely. Because I hadn't <laughs> been doing from uni for like two months as well. So it was like already pretty much like, look, I can't I semi can't go back on this. I still have to tell oh. my parents. It's entirely up to you whether you want to do this. Could you, to give other people confidence as to how to approach this, recite exactly what you said to your parents when you broke it to them? I remember on the I remember the feeling, more or less than the words, but super nervous, and I kind of broke it to them very vaguely. Like it was, uh, but then at the end, I was just like, look. I've been doing music for a while now and it's something I'm much more passionate about and I'm finding a lot of motivation for. Really, like, sell the one you want. And then I said, I, I just don't enjoy uni and studying, but I've spent a lot of time in music. Do you support me not wanting to do uni anymore and working and following music? And they were just like, Whatever you want. And I was like, oh, thank fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. How did you How did you feel as soon as they said that? You just must have like... Oh, dude, weight off my shoulders. Oh, wow. And then and I was also just like, of course they were going to say that. Just like, I was just stressing myself out. You have one year to live. Mm. How do you spend it? Living with parents, but also I've actually thought about this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, living with my mum and dad and making an album to go out by. <laughs> You're, oh, my God. Yeah. Every time you mention your family, I feel like crying. Um, <laughs> what, what would the album sound like? It'd be all types of music. Everything that's inspired me, I think. Like, a lot of Debussy is, like, one of my favorite Yo. producers. Yo, Ara Arabesque. Yeah, dude. Uh, Arabesque, that's what I paid for my HSE. Oh, no shit. Wow. Fuck, yeah. you were that good. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> used to be, not so much anymore. But, yeah, I paid Arabesque and Claire alone. Wow. For, loved him. Um, and then, yeah, bits like that. And then I really like um, Floating Points. He's Ooh. unreal. 
Yes. Like yes. try and create something that he I feel like everything he does is just revolutionary. He's yeah. amazing. I'd agree with that. One hundred percent. Yeah, so I just work on an album and live with my parents. Let's um let's move into the final question. I've actually really, really, really enjoyed um getting to know you here, Rob. Yeah, likewise. Um, it's been great. It's been uh it's it's been very nice to get to know the the man behind the crisp productions. So um, <laughs> Cheers. I, I do hope that at some point you do find your way down to Melbourne, uh, whenever that may be. Yeah. I'll hit you up when I do. Please do. That would be fantastic. Cause, yeah. uh, yeah, I think there are a lot of people that would very much enjoy your company. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Last question. What small insignificant thing gives you joy? Uh, I don't know if it's small, but in the grand schemes of things, it is. Bass drop, mate. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better. <laughs> just, just. Literally, like. Just the build up and release of tension. Yeah, and then, like, exactly. And when it's, like, unexpected as well. Oh, yeah. like, oh, baby. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a very memorable bass drop in your life? Or in, mm. in any song? Oh, most memorable song, easy hearing. Uh, glue by bicep live. Oh, by bicep like that oh. was just, mate. That was the best. Jeez, they they know how to put on a live show. One hundred percent. The lights and everything. They were yeah. just that moment was just unreal. Fuck me. That is a that is a great choice. I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> um, Bicep, if you're listening in to spinning around with yeah. Island Oak on Area 3000, uh, just know, yeah, you you guys are fucking kings. Thank you yeah. so much for everything that you do. And um, Rob, be honest with me. Mm. How far do you want to take this? Do you want to go to Bicep level? What do you want to do? Oh mate, whatever people are happy to give me <laughs> that's the best that's the best attitude I fucking love that. hell <laughs> literally, yeah I'll, I'll keep on doing it so literally because I love it so Fuck whatever yes. I can get from it would be great people this is the kind of this is the fucking kind of musician that we need you know what I mean <laughs> like just just someone that actually does it for the love and not for like cloud or uh, you know to feel important or to feel sexy like this is it. Like this is this is what it genuinely is to be a musician. And Rob, thank you so much for coming onto the station and reminding not myself, not just myself rather, but everybody that's listening in right now as to what the core of our motivations should be. So, uh, I think what I would really love to do is to actually listen back to this mix once again. Um, for how many times have I listened to this now? Like seven times. Uh, for the for the eighth time. <laughs> to get a fresh perspective now that I actually know who you are and what drives you. I, I'm sure that it's going to make it sound a hundred times better. Rob, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I know that uh, obviously being in Canberra, you are experiencing a lot of freedom and joy, um, yeah. unlike <laughs> we are right now. And I do hope that you continue to be able to enjoy that. And uh, God, I I really do wish you all the best with everything that you do with your music. Because uh, if... Uh, if you're coming at it with an attitude like that, then I'm all for it. I support you 100%. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Hapes. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, let's get right into it, into this one-hour mix of beautiful, high energy, and just fucking fun techno. Uh, you're listening 
to Spinning Around with Harley Minogue on Area 3000 playing Robert Black right now. <laughs> 